0: Do you feel like murdering a long list of movies and TV shows in one go? We've got you. It's easy to binge watch and have movie marathons with the help of Globe prepaid's GoPlus99 with GoWatch. With a total of 16 GB of data, you can now have 8 GB for all sites you need and 8 GB for your continuous binge watching routine for different apps like YouTube, Netflix, View, I Want TFC, HBO Go, NBA, WeTV, and Go Movies. Not just that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. To register, all you need to do is grab your phones, download the new Globe One or GCash app, or dial asterisk 143 hash on your mobile phones to quickly register. Have a killer time watching movies and TV series with Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with Go Watch. You are now listening to part three of a special Choose Your One Character episode of the Last 24 Hours podcast, where we explore horror movies based on true crime. For this episode, we're looking into the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose and The True Exorcism of Annalise Michel. You have chosen to continue with the story now through the experiences of the two priests tasked with The Exorcism of Annalise Michel, 40-year-old Father Ernst Alt and 67-year-old Father Arnold Renz. On March 30, 1978, fathers Alton Renz would find themselves sitting in court accused of negligent homicide, along with Joseph and Anna Michelle in the death of the Michelle's daughter, Annalise, who had died in their care two years prior. She was 23 years old. Negligent homicide is a criminal charge against a person or persons who, through criminal neglect, allows another person to die. The medical examiners who conducted the autopsy on the young woman's body established that Annalise's death was caused by dehydration and starvation, aggravated by possible exertion. Most notably, she weighed only 31 kilograms and had extensive injuries on her knees, had fractured teeth, and unusually dilated pupils. Investigators into the case concluded that she could have been saved with basic medical care a week prior to her death. Her condition, according to court records, is the 10-month culmination of intensive exorcisms conducted by both priests. All in all, 67 exorcisms were performed, one or two a week lasting up to four hours between 1975 to 1976. The first exorcism happened in September 24, 1975 with the secret permission of the church utilizing the Rituale Romanum of 1614, otherwise known as the priest's service manual. It contains the only formal exorcism rites sanctioned by an established church. First written by Pope Paul V in 1614, it cautions priests to only use exorcisms on those truly possessed, not just mentally ill. The process of trying to figure out whether Annalise is genuinely possessed or just mentally ill is an anguish filled journey from hell that the Michelles had been on for almost five years before they decided on petitioning the church for an exorcism. Both priests are fully aware of this. From the first bout of seizure and unexplained paralysis in 1969, Annalise had seen multiple doctors, neurologists, and psychotherapists. She had gone through a battery of tests that have indicated nothing wrong with her at all. She's been prescribed a strong anti-seizure and antipsychotic drugs, all of which has made her extremely lethargic and withdrawn, but has done nothing to banish her depression nor her frightening visions of demonic faces. The case is the first of its kind in Germany and has attracted widespread international attention. Much to the priest's dismay, it's also brought unwanted focus on their lives, religious practice, and psych profile. In the psychiatric evaluation of both priests following Annalise's death, court documents would show that psychiatrists found Father Renz to be in good health and of normal intellectual capacity, with the exception, in their view, of an incapacity to critically evaluate the subject of the exorcism. Adding that, Father Wren showed no sign of schizophrenia or hallucination, yet found that he was, quote, a deeply religious personality, rooted in magical, mystical thinking. In contrast, the psychiatric evaluation on Father Alt revealed the following. In the case of Father Alt, we are dealing with an abnormal personality in the widest sense of the term. Parts of his prehistory as he reported them even suggest the presence of a psychosis of the schizophrenic type, although findings cannot be constructed as pointing to any symptoms that could prove this diagnosis. For Father Alt, it's a disheartening evaluation, not to mention infuriating given the lack of legitimate pathological evidence. But considering some of his unusual beliefs and practices, not surprising either. Father Alt believed he had the powers of telepathy precognition, and dowsing, a form of pseudoscientific form of divination where people locate buried metals, gemstones, or groundwater without the use of a scientific apparatus. In court, Father Al testified to being able to share Annalise's experiences from afar, perceiving details that he had no way of knowing at the time. He claimed that he was able to see her family before meeting them and perceived a kind of radiation from Annalise's head during one of his visions. Unfortunately, it's believed that perhaps the implausible nature of these experiences and his statements influenced the psychiatrist's final evaluation of his state of mind. If we were to follow the same logic as the psychiatrist who evaluated Father Alt, then Annalise would definitely be considered insane. However, both priests would testify that their initial encounter with her gave them the impression that she was anything but deranged. In fact, according to Father Renz, when he conducted the first of the exorcism in September 1975 at the Michelle home, he found Annalise to be quite normal with nothing that would indicate demonic possession. The harrowing instances that led both priests to Annalise, however, is anything but normal. In January 1975, through a continuing cocktail of aggressive medication. Annalise's condition somewhat improved, enough at least that she managed to maintain a romantic relationship with a young man named Peter, whom she met in November 1973. But by May of 1975, she started exhibiting signs of deterioration once more. She became too depressed to study her work on her school thesis. She also became withdrawn and would feel too exhausted to eat which led to the initial stage of a dramatic weight loss. Then, in late July, Peter recounted that he visited Annalise at her dorm when all of a sudden she stood stiff in front of a crucifix and glared at it with hatred. He described that she was transfixed in one spot, strangely bending her upper body from the crucifix even as her arms reached toward it. In court, Peter would recall Her face was totally distorted. She growled like an animal and gritted her teeth so loudly. I was afraid all her teeth would fall out. I started praying for her in thought without giving any indication of what I was doing. Immediately, she ordered me with clenched teeth to stop. Later, Annalise would explain that she wanted to take the cross in her hand, but that a powerful force pushed her back. If you've seen the movie, you would know that this incident would be one of the hair-raising scenes dramatized in the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Except in the movie, it happened inside a church. By August, testimonies from Michelle's and Peter would indicate that her condition worsened. Annalise at this point was unable to sleep for more than an hour or two. She would rush through the house, bucking up and down the stairs like a goat. She began to eat insects, urinate on the floor and then lick it. She also exhibited compulsive behaviors such as repeatedly kneeling and standing in rapid succession until her knees swelled. In some instances, it was claimed that she did this at a natural speed. Annalise would also pray repeatedly from dawn to dusk and constantly screamed, except for times when she would tremble and fall into complete rigidity. Her family claimed that she will remain in this catatonic state for days and her sisters would have to attempt to feed and wash her. Most notably, given her size, witnesses claimed that she exhibited superhuman strength. In spite of all these highly unusual, unexplainable occurrences, the local parish continued to recommend that Annalise be taken to see a psychiatrist, but the Michels would not be able to convince her to go. At 22, Annalise is an adult, and has the legal right to make her own medical decisions. I just want to point out again that all these instances are happening before the actual church sanctioned exorcism. It would take the following report from a visit by another priest, Father Adolf Rodwick, a published author on the subject of exorcism for the exorcism on Annalise, to go ahead. Court statements would indicate that Father Rodwick visited Annalise at her home and found her lying on the floor in an apparent hypnotic trance. The priest asked her, what is your name? And Annalise responded of a voice that did not sound her own. She replied, Judas. For Father Rodwick, this was a clear manifestation of a second personality and persuaded the Jesuit priest that they are dealing with a clear case of possession. According to the priest, the name Judas was often given by other possession victims and does not actually mean the Judas of the Gospels, but that the name represents the role of a demon, adding that a Judas demon attempts to force its victims to imitate the apostle in the betrayal of its Lord, often by preventing victims from swallowing the host during Holy Communion. Shortly after this visit, it was reported that Annalise became well again and was free of any demonic manifestations. As we know, the worst is yet to come. This time, all of it would be recorded. If you're anything like me, watching vlogs, movies, and TV shows are perfect ways of ending a long day. That's why I'm so glad I've got Glow Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with GoWatch promo. Check this out. With a total of 16 GB of data, you can now have HEB for all the sites you need, and HEB for your favorite video streaming apps like YouTube, Netflix, View, I Want TFC, HBO Go, NBA, WeTV, and Go Movies. Not just that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. All you need to do is download the New Globe One or GCash app or dial asterisk143 hash on your mobile phones. So, what are you waiting for? End your day right. End it with Glow Prepaid's GoPlus99 with Go Watch Promo. Happy Go Watch and chill everybody. When Father Arnold Renz conducted the first of the church-approved exorcism on Annalise Michel on September 24, 1975, he performed the standard rite of exorcism. It involved a fixed sequence of prescribed prayers, followed by direct questioning of the demons and culminated in direct commands for them to leave the possessed. In the course of the first exorcism, Father Renz, with the assistance of Father Alt, witnessed Annalise's behavior change. She was calm at first, Then, her body began to shake violently. She started to scream and kick, becoming even more violent as they sprinkled holy water on her. Eventually, she had to be held down by three men. The whole session lasted five and a half hours, at the end of which they claimed that Annalise was tranquil and lucid. She even said that they should have continued as she felt that the exorcism was troubling the demons inside her. Direct questioning of the demons is prescribed by the Roman Rite and involve asking the names of the demons and how long they intend to stay in the possessed. By learning the name and the identity of a demon, the exorcist hopes to gain a sort of power over it and uses this name in urging it to depart. By using this interrogation method on Annalise, Father Renz and Alt would discover the presence of six demons. Some identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Hitler, in court, people would hear some of the chilling 42 recorded exorcisms on tape and introduce the world to Annalise's demons.
1: Alle alles sagen, was du mir zu sagen hast. Im Namen des Vaters
0: und des Sohnes und des Heiligen Geistes. Amen. Die Mutter Gottes wird dich dazu zwingen. Im Namen Jesu und im Namen Maria. Im Namen des Vaters und des Sohnes und des Heiligen Geistes. Amen. Im Namen des, und des Heiligen Geistes. Amen. Und zwar egal. To further test the validity of Annalise's possession, Father Renz tested the linguistic ability of the speaking demon. He testified that the demon seemed to understand advanced Latin phrases and responded to questions in Dutch. At one point, he questioned the demons in Chinese. The entity, however, would not oblige and told the priest to ask in German, even though the demon added that they can understand Chinese. In another test, Father Renz filled five bottles of water, some with tap, and the others with holy water. He made sure that the bottles were all unmarked and yet Annalise would only scream when holy water was used. In June 1975, a few short weeks before her final exorcism, Annalise's face was noticeably sunken from malnourishment. According to her parents, she drank fruit juices and milk but when they tried to force feed her, she would spit the food out and shut her lips firmly claiming that she was not allowed to eat, presumably by the demons inside her. On June 27, she was reported to have a fever, but she refused to see a physician, though her father did call Dr. Roth a friend of Father Alt. Dr. Richard Roth, considered an eminent published physician, had been called in to see Annalise a month earlier. In court, he would testify that he came to see Annalise out of scientific curiosity and not in his capacity as a physician. Both priests, Peter and Annalise's parents, would also reveal that Dr. Roth examined Annalise from the front and promised afterwards that he would be available in case of any medical emergency. He suggested treatment for her bruises, but considered her general condition untreatable by a physician, remarking, quote, that there's no injections against the devil. On June 30th, both priests testified that Annalise registered a moderate fever but they went ahead with the exorcism rites anyway. As before, she insisted on kneeling repeatedly so her family placed a pillow on the floor where her knee landed. According to witnesses, Annalise asked for the absolution part of the rites, which Father Rance gave before concluding for the evening and leaving. According to Joseph and Anna Michelle, Annalise went to bed soon after, but then at around midnight, she started screaming and throwing herself around. Yosef testified that he commanded the demons to leave in the name of the father, after which Annalise simply turned on her right side and went to sleep. At around 7 am the following morning, Yosef looked into his daughter's room and saw that she was still sleeping, so he left to go to work. An hour later, Anna, his wife, would call to tell him that Annalise had died. you have just finished listening to part three of a special choose your own character episode of the last 24 hours podcast follow the story now in the concluding episode where we reveal the court's decision on the fate of the michelles and father alt and Renz, including the aftermath of the exorcism on annalise michelle then we explore a similar shocking case of exorcism in the philippines by looking into the sensational story of Clarita Villanueva, a 17-year-old sex worker who was allegedly possessed by two demonic entities in the 50s while incarcerated at the Manila City Jail.